We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. Jesus Christ is the King of Kings. Oh, to be a child of the King, spiritual royalty, and eternal pedigree. Will you listen today, dear friends? Thank you to our J-Web, and greetings to everyone, and welcome to our broadcast from the International Gospel Hour. Let's think about two texts as we begin our broadcast today. We'll begin with 1 Timothy 6 and verse 15 that says, "...which in his times he shall show, who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords." Indeed, Jesus Christ is the King of kings, and oh, to be a child of the King. Again, spiritual royalty and eternal pedigree. Dear friends, let us listen today. In Mark 9 and verse 1, Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that there be some of them that stand here which shall not taste of death, till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. That is a stunning text, is it not? Jesus said there were those that would not die until they saw the kingdom come with power. The late Charles Cobb stated, There is so much misunderstanding in the world today about the kingdom of God. Much of this is due to ignorance. Rather than study that which the word of God has set forth concerning the kingdom, men have built all kinds of fanciful theories and have raised up all kinds of intriguing ideas about which the scripture is as silent as a tomb. We are interested, then, not in what men have said or what men have thought, or the fanciful theories men have presented in our study of the kingdom. Rather, we are interested in what the Bible says, what the Word of God sets forth. Dear friends, our beloved Brother Cobb stated this in 1955, and there is not one iota of difference of his statement from then until now. Our commitment is what the Bible says about the kingdom of God, and certainly not the teachings nor the commandments of men. In previous broadcasts, we've talked about the beauty of the New Testament church, and we've looked at many characteristics of the church, the pre-denominational body of Christ, of which millions are a part and continue to be a part this very day. Let's think about the church today as the kingdom. Is it possible? Has this powerful kingdom come? Thus, our study is just ahead. But first, for newer listeners of our broadcast, a little insight about the International Gospel Hour. The International Gospel Hour has been heard over the airwaves since 1934. During all this time, we've been blessed to be on the air through gracious giving of congregations of Churches of Christ, faithful Christians, and devoted friends. That's why you will never hear us asking for money or for any type of donation from you, our listeners. Our offers of material and study aids are absolutely free. We plea for all to carry forth the words of Jesus to search the Scriptures, John 5.39, and we do so with the aim of the words of Peter in 2 Peter 3.18 to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
Thank you so, so much for listening. Let's continue our broadcast. And now, here's Jeff. Dear friends, as we discuss the kingdom of Christ, let us note it was prophesied as the kingdom. Daniel chapter 2, verses 31 through 44 is a beautiful study in and of itself, as Daniel interprets the dream of Nebuchadnezzar. In consideration of our time together, we will note verse 44, that says, And in the days of these kings the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Now the context will take us back to verses 40 through 43 of the fourth kingdom listed here. According to the dream and its interpretation that God granted Daniel, and a most enlightening affirmation of sacred and even secular history, God would set up this certain kingdom during the days of the Roman government. And all of this will aim to Acts chapter 2, which we will notice in a moment. The prophet Zechariah said in Zechariah 6, verses 12 and 13, Then speak to him, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold, the man whose name is the branch, from his place he shall branch out, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Yes, he shall build the temple of the Lord. He shall bear the glory, and shall sit and rule on his throne. So he shall be a priest on his throne, and the council of peace shall be between them both. Now, dear friends, in this text, notice the reference to the branch, again in Zechariah 6, verse 12. Who is this one called the branch? In Jeremiah 23, verse 5, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. We turn again to Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 4, that says, There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Dear friends, when we think about this branch mentioned in Zechariah 6, Jeremiah 23, and Isaiah 11, and we look at the characteristics of this one, it cannot help but to be Jesus Christ or the Messiah. When we refer back to Zechariah's text, we understand that this branch would branch out from his place. Well, we see that from Luke, the second chapter, in the maturity and the growing of the Christ child. And in John chapter 2, verses 19 through 21, Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then the Jews said, It has taken forty-six years to build this temple, and you will raise it up in three days? Now listen to verse 21. By inspiration, John says, But he was speaking of the temple of his body. He would build the temple of the Lord. He came forth as himself, 
And although he would die, it would be raised up in three days. He would branch out from his place. He would branch forth with reigning and prospering and execute judgment and righteousness on the earth. We understand he would build that temple of the Lord, and the temple parallel would be the church, as we note in Matthew 16 and verse 18, that Jesus said that he would build his church. We also consider how he would bear the glory, and when we parallel Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, we see of the glory of Christ and how powerful it is and how it would come forth. He would sit and rule upon his throne, and in Psalm 89, verses 35 through 37, the psalmist said, Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His seed shall endure forever, and his throne as the sun before me. It shall be established forever like the moon, even like the faithful witness in the sky, Selah. We also note that he would be a priest on his throne. And we find where Hebrews 7 and verse 24 and Hebrews 8 and verse 4 affirm, verse 4 rather, affirm Jesus Christ as the high priest. He would also have the council of peace, therefore. And the council of peace brings forth that how it will be between them both. And how in John 14 and verse 27, John 16 and verse 33, how Jesus, as one of peace, would send forth the Holy Spirit, who would guide the apostles into all truth. He would be the comforter that come along beside of. Dear friends, when we look at these prophecies of old from Daniel 2, Zechariah 6, Jeremiah 23 and Isaiah 11, we understand that clearly the prophecies of old brings forth Christ as the king of his kingdom. Now second, let's think about the kingdom of Christ and how it was preached and promised by the Christ. In fulfilling the prophecies of old, dear friends, the kingdom was preached and promised by the Christ in the next step that we see. In Mark 1, 14 and 15, the Bible says, Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. Now notice Jesus is preaching the kingdom of God, and he is saying that the kingdom of God is at hand, not in a far future. In Matthew 16, beginning with verse 18, and we mentioned that moments ago, but once again, let's consider Matthew 16, verses 18 and 19. We find that Jesus is in the coast of Caesarea Philippi. He is asking the apostles, whom do men say that he is? And they tell him that some say he is Jeremiah or Elijah or one of the prophets, and they're giving him answers. But then Jesus asked, Whom do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And then he comes in Matthew sixteen eighteen and says, And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. 
Whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I will give unto thee the keys to the kingdom, speaking there to Peter. When we go back and look in verse 18, when Jesus said, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, he is not referring to the rock, that being Peter. The word Peter would be Cephas or a stone. The word rock would be more sufficient as a bedrock, a solid rock. So the word rock in Matthew 16:18 is not the same word rock that it would be for Peter. The church is not built upon Peter, dear friends. It is built upon the rock of the confession Peter made, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Nobody else could build his church nor establish his kingdom than Christ. When he told Peter, I will give thee the keys to the kingdom of heaven, let's think for a moment about the authority of a key. I will give thee the keys to the kingdom. There are keys that will work in certain places. For example, my wife and I have two different vehicles, and I cannot take the key from one vehicle and go start the other. I also have keys that will fit various buildings, and I can't use one key to fit all buildings. A key represents an authority. It unlocks. It is made for that lock, and we can use that key. When Jesus said, I'll give thee the keys to the kingdom of heaven, I'm going to give you the authority. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be coming from heaven. And whatever is bound on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth, it's because it is loosed in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In other words, the authority of this kingdom comes from God. It is called the kingdom of God. He granted the power of that kingdom to His Son, Jesus Christ. And that kingdom today that Jesus paralleled in Matthew sixteen eighteen. not only would He build His church, but He said, I'll give thee the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Dear friends, we realize we may be bringing forth something from the Scripture that you're thinking, I don't know that I've heard this before. Would you keep listening? We'll now go to Acts chapter 2. Beginning with verse 29, Peter on the day of Pentecost and the apostles are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let us notice from Acts chapter 2, beginning with verse 29, Peter says, Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing God, or knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses, Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, 
both Lord and Christ. Dear friends, time will not permit us to go back to look throughout all of Acts 2, but if you'll permit this, what had happened on the day of Pentecost in verse 16, that Peter said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And he goes back to Joel chapter 2, beginning with verse 28. And he tells them what you're seeing on this day of the Pentecost was prophesied by Joel the prophet, and this is coming true today. Notice in verses 30 and 31 that he mentions the throne, that Christ would sit on his throne. He forsaking this or foreseeing this spoke concerning the resurrection of Christ, and Christ would be on his throne. There is no question that Paul later would affirm concerning the Christ in 1 Timothy 6.15, which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Now let's think about something for a moment. For one to be a king, and we cannot doubt that Jesus Christ is a king, is the king of spiritual righteousness. Dear friends, for one to be a king, well, one must have a kingdom. And we will affirm that Christ indeed has a kingdom. That Christ indeed said that he would give the keys to the kingdom to Peter. And upon that rock, the solid foundation that he's the Son of God, he would build his church. And on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, we find how the church came then into existence. The church that Jesus said he would build. The pre-denominational body of the Christ. The church we would readily affirm through these broadcasts of which we should be a member. And a king must have a kingdom. Well, number two, a kingdom must have a territory. What did Jesus say in Luke 17, 21? Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Jesus wishes to reign in the hearts of men and changes men as his subjects, which, number three, the kingdom must have subjects, and we understand that, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And we note that from Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen through 20. We also understand that a kingdom must have a law. And indeed, we find where Galatians 6 and verse 2 says, Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. In James 1.25, we find it called the perfect law of liberty, freedom. But listen to John 12, verse 48. Jesus said, He that rejects me and receives not my words, hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Sounds like the king has a law, does he not? Sounds like the king reigns in the territory of the hearts of men, does he not? Sounds like that a kingdom must have subjects that will follow him as the king. Dear friends, there were those in the time of Christ that did see the kingdom come. And my friend, as the church, the kingdom came within the first century. You see, in Mark 9, 1, the Bible says, Assuredly, I say to you that there are some standing here who will not taste death till they see the kingdom of God come with power, or to be present with power. Parallel passages of the Mark account would be Luke 9, 27 and Luke 12, 31 and 32. Now notice, Jesus said there are some standing here 
who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God present with power or come with power. Dear friends, if the kingdom has not come, would the 2,000-year-old person please come forth? Would the 2,000-year-old person please step forth? I have not seen this in any of the periodicals that you'll find on the checkouts in many grocery stores throughout the world. I have not seen this person come forth over the news, over social media, or any place possible. That person would be walking around today, 2,000 years old, if the kingdom has not come. Dear friends, Jesus said there are some standing here who will not taste death till they see the kingdom of God present with power. And as Jesus was teaching there, and the church came into existence, dear friends, not long after the death, the burial, the resurrection, and the ascension of the Christ. And on the day of Pentecost, that kingdom was brought forth through the preaching of the gospel of Christ. And that kingdom today, dear friends, is His church, wherein He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Dear friends, is this study not exhilarating? Yet it's very simple. It's both engaging to the heart and it should be embraced by the soul. We're going to conclude our study in just a moment, but we have another online study we'd love to share absolutely free, and our J-Web has the details. Dear friends, the International Gospel Hour not only offers a free Bible study course by mail, but our friends at World Bible School offer an online study if you prefer. It is absolutely free. All you do is go to worldbibleschool.org and register you will be provided a study helper who can answer questions and provide feedback for your lessons. That is a free online study at worldbibleschool.org. Please sign up today. And now, back to Jeff. Of the kingdom of Christ, it was prophesied as the kingdom and preached and promised by the Christ. And we see from an affirmation of the preaching and the promising that it has people in the kingdom. Yes, dear friends, people to this day. Let's notice these texts and some characteristics of the kingdom. The kingdom is not an earthly kingdom, dear friends. This is a spiritual kingdom of the church. In John 18:36, Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews? But now is my kingdom not from hence. Dear friends, did you know in the first century there were those that were translated into the kingdom? Listen to Colossians 1, 13 and 14. Speaking of Christ, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Now, dear friends, was Paul not writing to the church in the city of Colossae? Indeed he was. They were called faithful brethren, chapter 1 and verse 2, and they already had their hope laid up in heaven, chapter 1, verse 5. There are those that also received the kingdom, where in Hebrews twelve twenty-eight, wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Notice, dear friends, that we are receiving the kingdom, that we may serve are we serving as his subjects now? Of course we are. There are those who are serving in the kingdom. Listen to Romans 14, verses 17 through 19. 
For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace, and the things by which one may edify another. As his servants we are serving. We are carrying forth these things that are acceptable unto God, and we are able to pursue the things which make for peace. These are those who are serving in the kingdom, who have received the kingdom. They were translated into the kingdom, not an earthly kingdom, but the spiritually kingdom, dear friends, the church. And there will be a kingdom delivered up when the Lord returns. Oh, dear friends, the kingdom is not coming down to be set upon this earth. The kingdom is in its power now, and the kingdom will be delivered up. Listen to 1 Corinthians 15, beginning with verse 24. Then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. For he hath put all things under his feet. But when he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, which did put all things under him. And dear friends, for the kingdom to be delivered up, it has to be an active kingdom, is it not? Dear friends, is this not a wonderful thing? That one can be a part of our Lord's kingdom this very day when we are added to His church, just like they were in the first century. When they believed the preaching of Peter on the day of Pentecost and asked, Men and brethren, what shall we do in Acts 2.37? The answer is true then to even now. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We find in Acts 2, verse 41, They that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. To what were they added? They were added to the church, because others were added. Listen to Acts 2, 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. What a beautiful thought, dear friends. One can be part of our Lord's kingdom this very day to be added to His church. Let's continue our studies together again, shall we, dear friends? Thanks for joining me on the International Gospel Hour today. I'm Jeff Archie, and keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh.